Very good to have you here. Um, you know, there's a very big gathering that's going to be coming to town this weekend or being held this weekend called Carry the Light. It's a convention being held in Mississauga. And it's a conference that bills itself as a gathering to, quote, inspire Muslims to implement the true spirit of Islam in their lives. Also a platform to share the basis for moral, social and economic development of Canada with Canadian society at large. Sounds fine on the surface. But then you start digging into the lineup of speakers. They're not all that inspiring. In fact, some of them are actually quite uh, alarming. One of the headliners is Linda Sarsour. If you don't know her, she is a self-proclaimed feminist who lives by Sharia law. Yeah, it's kind of an oxymoron. But nonetheless, she has become an absolute darling on the left, even though she is openly anti-Israel very openly pro-Hamas. And she says she'll fight for women's rights in America, but then she will not speak against women who are oppressed. There's another speaker said to be linked to the 93 World Trade Center bombing, also said to be openly homophobic. And other speakers are said to be misogynistic, homophobic. I mean, you get the drill. We have free speech in this country. I believe in free speech, but that doesn't mean it's their free speech. That doesn't give them permission to come in and use our free speech. But how do they get a pass into the country? I mean, if we always talk about intolerance not being welcome here, why is it in fact being welcomed here? Are we going to see those big protests that we see when guys like Jordan Peterson show up? Because if you're offended by that guy, you should be uber offended by what these guys are saying. Doesn't appear so. Let's bring in Tom Quiggin. He is a former military intelligence officer, former intelligence contractor for the RCMP, also a court-appointed expert on jihadism. Hello there, sir. Good evening. How are you today? Well, I'm I'm good, thanks. I'm questioning, though, you know, we get these speaking engagements every once in a while that bring up a, a, a lineup that kind of raise an eyebrow. I don't like it when any speaker's banned, so... I say bring the hate out into the open, but should the list of people at this particular convention be welcomed here? Uh, The list should certainly raise a few eyebrows in Canada. Let me just, to be clear on the record here, I'm a free speecher. I strongly support free speech. And in general, I would be against banning people like Linda Sarsour coming to Canada, as well as Sirhaj Wahaj and a few others. But let's take a step back and look at something else. Here in Canada, we've got this M103 anti-Islamophobia motion. And of course, this is exactly what this is designed to do, is silence critics like you and I and allow people like Linda Sarsour to have an open field where she can promote her particular form of hatred. The other thing that's interesting, though, is ICNA, the Islamic Circle of North America, that is hosting this thing and paying for it, is a registered charity. So the question has to be asked, why is the taxpayer forced to pay for this sort of thing through a registered charity? The real question here should be, should ICNA be examined once again as a registered charity? Should it remain a registered charity? And I would argue, no, it shouldn't, particularly because it advocates this kind of hate. And if that's what they want to advocate, fine, but I don't see why the taxpayer should be forced to pay for it, nor do I see why we should have M103, which stops us from talking about them. So this is serious stuff. And if you want, we can take a quick run through her and Sirhaj Wahaj 
and the ICNA itself to do a bit of background on these people. Yeah, yeah because Linda Saussure, for all, I mean, look, she's got a claim to fame because she helped uh, organize the big Washington um, protests for Women's March. I mean, because she tweeted out that she welcomed jihad against uh, the president. But, you know, they love her in Hollywood. She gets big accolades and she's, she can be quite um, uh, hateful with the things she said. I mean, she did attack a woman by the name of uh, Ali Hirsi, who has been speaking out against female genital mutilation um, and against practices that happen in Islam. And, and she attacked this woman, um, basically telling her she she deserved everything she got. So I don't understand how it is this woman is so revered by the left when you just listen to what she says and, and she shouldn't be. Well, she fits the progressive model very well. What's even more interesting to me, though, is one of her fellow speakers is a guy by the name of Sirhaj Wahaj. Mm -hmm. She has openly called him in public her mentor, her motivator, her teacher, and her encourager. Now, as you mentioned earlier, he is the guy who is the unindicted co-conspirator in the 1993 World Trade Center bombing, and he testified as a character witness on behalf of the people that did the bombing. Now, more interesting and more current, he is also the father of Sirhaj Wahaj Jr., who was just arrested in New Mexico on terrorism charges, weapon charges, and I think child abuse charges that relates to the death of his own son and grandson, as it were. Now, this is the New Mexico compound case, which folks may have heard about, like an absolutely miserable case of child abuse compounded with weapons charges, compounded with them planning a couple of different terrorist attacks. So that's her co-speaker, Sirhaj Wahaj. Now, If you want to look at something really interesting, though, the ICNA, the Islamic Circle of North America, is running this thing. It's headed by a guy by the name of Iqbal Al-Nadvi. He's a doctor. He is the emir or president of this outfit. And his outfit, the ICNA, openly advocates violence against women. It advocates a variety of policies which are just overtly misogynistic. And the syllabus they use to teach people at the ICNA comes from a book called The Gardens of the Righteous, which was written in the 13th century by Imam al-Nanawi. Now, this book is a really charming piece of work. It says, women are inferior to men, wife-beating is permissible, owning slave girls should be legal given certain circumstances, pregnant adulteresses should be stoned to death after giving birth, Uh, Western civilization, according to these folks, is the enemy of Islam, and Islam is totally incompatible with democracy. So once again, you sort of have to wonder, why is this outfit a registered charity? But something else interesting happened today, and this is the fascinating bit. This conference is sponsored in part by a different outfit, the Islamic Society of North America. Now, ISNA, as it's called, was yeah. busted today. I saw that, so I'm glad we got funding terrorism again. Mm-hmm. This is the fourth time ISNA has had a cherry revoked, and it's the second time they've been busted for funding terrorism. So, you know, let's just do a quick review here. Linda Sarsour is a Palestinian activist whose family has multiple links to terrorist groups. She's speaking at a conference run by the ICNA, which says wife-beating is okay and Western civilization is the enemy of Islam. Her mentor, Sirhaj Wahaj, is an unindicted co-conspirator in a, in a bombing, and his son has just been charged with a terrorism case. The whole conference is sponsored by the ISNA, which has been busted twice for funding terrorism. Um, why the government of Canada allows this place to remain a charity and why the taxpayers of Canada are forced to underwrite and subsidize this sort of stuff is actually quite baffling. Well, it is, but wouldn't this be 
I mean, alerted on the border crossing? I mean, if a bunch of pot smokers in the next couple of weeks are going to be, you know, stopped en masse from crossing the border because they may have, you know, their pensions, uh, you know, invested in pot stocks. I mean, how is it then, if you know all this information about them, that this would not be flagged on, on a border crossing? Oh, look, anybody that's got Google on their desk would know about this stuff if they bothered to look it up. Mm-hmm. Um I think you know and I know, however, that most border guards, most police and most intelligence agents these days are so politically correct, they're so terrified of the Islamists that they're, you know, frightened to say anything at all, let alone actually take serious action. Um, But again, I would circle back and say the root of this problem is money. Mm -hmm. The government of Canada allows the ICNA to remain a charity. In other words, it's able to raise money, issue tax receipts, so it's being underwritten by the government of Canada. Not only that, they go around telling everybody, oh, the government of Canada approves of us because we're such great guys. We're a registered charity. So the onus here is to go to the root of the problem. The root of the problem is money, and the root of this problem is the fact that this outfit is a registered charity. Now, the good news today, as we mentioned, is ISNA has just been busted again for the fourth time, uh, and they've now lost the ability to raise money through all four charities. So that's actually a bit of good news in an otherwise rather dark situation. Right. It's interesting, actually, that story was um, broken by our own Global News, uh, uh, Stuart Greer, who's done some terrific work, because this is the second um, mosque, as I understand, in the last couple of weeks that has been shut down um, over charity uh, status concerns. And so clearly this is on the radar. I don't know if, in fact, this is going to change whether or not the speakers of the group uh, show up or or if the event's still going on. But nonetheless, it certainly does raise alarm bells. Yeah, and what is a good thing, I think, is exactly what we're doing here is talking about it. People should be allowed to hear there's two sides to this story. And again, just to to underline that point, if M103 gets its way, and if they're able to push that thing even further ahead, the discussion we're having right now is exactly the kind of thing Iker Khalid wants to silence. Right. Now, what's so I'll be funnier, in jail by tomorrow and you'll have to bail me out. But OK, so let, let me ask you this then. The Jewish groups that have called for a ban under M103, would they then also be uh, penalized? Would they not then calling for the ban in itself not be in trouble? Oh, this is exactly the kind of thing that's going to get you labeled as an Islamophobic person. Mm -hmm. Uh, As soon as you speak out against someone like Linda Sarsour or Siraj Wahaj, you're automatically labeled Islamophobic. I mean, look at Andrew Scheer in the House of Commons. He was called Islamophobic by Prime Minister Trudeau Mm -hmm. because he opposed the return of ISIS fighters to Canada. And I mean, as an ex-military person and an intelligence person, I would say you're an idiot. If you're not afraid of ISIS fighters, these are some of the world's most horrible people. You should be frightened of them. You're not Islamophobic if you, you know, oppose ISIS returning to Canada. You're a normal person. But again, you know, the leader of the opposition in the House can be accused of being Islamophobic for something as simple as that. So you have to ask where the rest of us are going to go with all of this. Ironically, in all of this, Ikra Khalid declared her Liberal Party candidacy where? the Islamic Society of North America, which we just pointed out has been busted twice for funding terrorism. So that should sort of give people, you know, something to look at. Well, it's an interesting uh, conversation. Certainly we'll see uh, what happens with this, but I appreciate the insight. We'll follow up and see where this thing goes. Cheers. Thanks very much, Alex. And we have a uh, Quicken Report (laughs) podcast coming out on this uh, on Thursday. If folks want to hear more about it, it'll be available under the Quicken Report. So thanks very much for inviting me to your show. 
perfect. I appreciate that. That's Tom Quiggin. And if you're looking for the spelling on the last name, it is Q-U-I-G-G-I-N. I guess under M103, he'd be the first busted, right? He's, he's kind of done now. <laughs> that guy knows a lot. Criticizing returning jihadi <laughs> fighters would be considered Islamic phobic? That's unbelievable. Well, Benea Brith, all these Sija, all these Jewish organizations, you know, like, come on, it's crazy. Nonetheless, but by the way, Stuart Greer, um, is it, yeah, Stuart Greer wrote that story today on uh, the charity status. It's fascinating because that story just came up and I thought, is that one and the same? It is one and the same. And Stuart's done some terrific work uh, for Global News, uh, including the bust on the Ottawa Mosque, also um, in question for charity status. So, it's a couple of articles you can catch if you want to read up on it. Okay, to your on point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.